0: passionate about the truth of God's Word, and will tell you like it is, Autumn Miles is best-selling author of three books, popular speaker, CEO, wife of 17 years, and mom of four kids, and not to mention, everybody's best friend. With fresh biblical insight,
1: she dares you to step out in raw faith. Hey, hey, guys, it's your girl, Autumn Miles, with the Autumn Miles Show Welcome to another totally fresh rendition of the Autumn Miles show. I hope you guys are having a fantastic summer. I know I am. We are currently visiting family like all over, guys. Like we have been traveling like everywhere. Like we are like I don't know. We're <laughs> we're going everywhere visiting grandma, papa, aunts, uncles, cousins, the whole thing. And that's where I am this week. However, we have an awesome show for you guys today. Y'all know my girl, Cassie. She's, I think she's worked for me now, like six, five or six years, like forever. So long that she has become family. And um, what we've done is we've compiled a list of all y'all's questions. And let me tell you, they are a lot of questions um, and we've we've picked some of the most popular ones to talk through today. So Cassie's going to interview me. It's so funny <laughs> when she does. And uh, she knows me so well. We, we laugh a lot. But uh, I hope you'll enjoy it. We are going to really... Um, well, I'm going to try to answer your, your most commonly asked questions. I hope you all enjoy it. I hope you're having a great summer. I hope you're totally, really, really taking advantage of the beautiful summertime and i hope you're taking advantage of the time with your family and your kids before school starts back up i really really feel in my spirit just the huge need for like a life pause where you really you really focused right like we try to be focused all the time but Um, And I'm praying that for you, that you're really focused in on the things that actually matter. And if you hear a cricket in the background, it's because there are crickets. I'm literally sitting outside (laughs) recording this for you. So love you guys. We'll be back with more from Autumn right after this. Does it seem like God is answering everyone's prayers but yours? Do you want to see results from your prayer life? Do you feel as if you are a professional Christian with an amateur prayer life? If so, Autumn's latest book, Gangster Prayer, is for you. Autumn Miles wrote Gangster Prayer because she herself experienced disappointment from years of praying with little results. Gangster Prayer will show you how to unlearn bad habits in prayer and build your prayer life on a foundation of faith and not doubt. Get your copy of Gangster Prayer today at autumnmiles.com or anywhere books are sold.
0: Be sure to follow Autumn on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. And now, back to the Autumn Miles show. Here's your host, Autumn Miles.
1: Okay, guys. Welcome back from the break. Um, so, A lot of you guys have maybe seen Cassandra around. Um, She's been with me now for... Five years, which I cannot even believe this is like, actually it's five years, Uh, but she has been around for a long time. She was, you know, but a wee lass when she came to work for me and she just kind of stayed around and I'm so glad that she did. I just love her so much, but she's going to be with um, me today. She's going to be asking me some questions from you, some questions that we hear a lot. And um so I want to welcome her to the show. Hello, Cassandra. How are you, hello, my dear? Hello. I'm hello. convinced I think
2: everybody thinks my name is Cassandra at Listen, this
1: point. Uh, it is. It is. You 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 could go you could go both ways. You could go Cassie or Cassandra. I, mean, I could go both ways. I actually thought your name was Cassandra when we first met. Most people
2: do. The funny story is that my mom wanted to name me Cassandra, but there wasn't enough room on the birth certificate line to what? put my. I I have like four middle names, and so there wasn't enough <laughs> names. So she was like, "We'll just put it Cassie." So it kind of is supposed to be Cassandra, technically.
1: Okay, you've never told me that in all these yeah. years. That's a wow. little fun fact. Little fun okay. fact. Okay, well, I really love the name because Cassandra with the K. That's what it would have been. Cassandra with the K. Hmm. Cause her name is Cassie with the K, not a C, not a C people, not, not a, C. a C, no C's. Don't put C's in my name. So offensive. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, welcome to the show. Thanks for, you know, um, standing in for us today. Um, so we got questions, right. From people. We do have some questions. However, I have some questions
2: that I think people are dying to know. Um, <laughs> and I would like to ask on their behalf. First Absolutely. of all,
1: yes.
2: You just told me earlier someone asked you about your style choices. Yes, yes And they did. I would like to start off with that. How did you come up with your style? How would you describe your style? Let's
1: have a let's have a discussion about this. This is really funny question. And it um yes, someone I was traveling uh not long ago and they were like, "So, I would I would like to ask you where do you come up with your style? And I'm taking it as a compliment because, you know, if she hated it, she probably wouldn't say anything. I am very much me. Okay. I, I, I love structure. I do not like fat flouncy clothes. I'm um like, there was this whole free people like trend that was coming out. And I, that's not me. I'm like, I love a blazer. I love something structured. I love something that like, you know, is, um, I don't know. It just looks, it's not flouncy. I don't know a better way to put it. <laughs> uh, so I kind of gravitate towards that. I'm not a huge fan of like pink. And I, I'll say that. And like for the next week, all I'll wear as pink. You have so much pink. I, I, it's so stupid. I don't know why mentally I'm not like a, a green with pink. Um, however, uh, yeah, I I am me. I like structured things. Um, and I kind of go with my gut which sometimes go goes against the grain of the trend. For instance, I went to try to do this mom jean high, overly baggy trend. I went to all my stores to try to find jeans that I thought would look good on me in the vein of this trend. Um, they don't make them. They are supposed to make you look baggy, okay? And I just, I couldn't vibe with that. So... A lot of trends I don't do just because I'm like, why would anyone do that? Um, But they look good on a lot of other people. They just didn't look good on me. So therefore, the answer to your question is I do me what I like to wear. I wear I stick to a lot of structured things and, you know, whatever it is that Autumn is feeling that day. I like, like, I'm really into the sporty look right now. I'm super into it. We like the sporty look. I like it. I like to mix like a blazer with the sporty. I like to mix like dress with like sporty. Yeah.
2: Like a good, like I love, you like a good juxtaposition. Yes. Specifically. That is so true, Cassie. You are a juxtaposition. I am. That's how we would describe it. You heard it here first, folks.
1: I like for you to look at my clothes and be like, you're like it all kind of works you're like no, i don't know <laughs> about it but it all kind of works yeah so thanks for that question whoever you were um i, now, I really appreciate this it. is this is the
2: other this is the other side of the coin okay. what's the worst style choice you've ever made and we can go back back to young autumn oh what's man what's the worst style choice you've ever made
1: listen i always rocked what autumn was feeling at the time the worst style choice i've ever made there's some bad ones. There's a lot of bad ones. Even from, you can look at, at pictures of our ministry when we first started. And I was, I'd, I'll be like, what was I thinking? What was I doing? I think I had, okay. So there's this one, I did a selfie video. So this is like just a few years ago. And I had on like super, super dark eye makeup, like real, real dark, and i had on like this really almost it was like deep plum lipstick and it was just way 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 too dark and i every time i see that selfie video i cringe a little bit cuz i'm thinking why didn't i choose like dark eyes or dark lips not do both cuz I kind of felt like I looked a little bit like a clown. I'm just going to So what you. we
2: need to do is go back and share that video. No, don't certainly. share
1: the video. And so I everybody
2: do. who's listening, go back and share the video.
1: No, I don't, I'm not even going to tell you what year it was in because it, it scarred me for life. And I'm like, why? Uh, did, but the message in the video was really good. So I don't want right, to delete it. It's about it. the message, Autumn. But I don't know how anyone would listen to the message in that video because my makeup was just not good. Anyway, I've always hated that. I like it. I like it.
2: So we, um, as we've shared before, as we do Q&As, we get so many questions in our inboxes, in our DMs. Autumn gets them on the road when she's traveling. And we wanted to share a couple that we um, don't usually get to answer, you know, on air. So these are a good smattering of questions that we get. But one of the first ones, Autumn, is from Tasha from Instagram. She asks, how did you start speaking in churches or events? I have felt the call to do so for years, but I don't know how to start.
1: Um, this is a great qu- Tasha was her name. Yeah. Um, this is a great question, Tasha. Thank you for answering, uh, asking it. Um, first of all, it's not like you're, gonna, I mean, maybe, I don't know, God can do anything. You're going to get like an invitation to speak at, uh, you know, to thousands and thousands of people. Let me just tell you this, Tasha, it is a process. It is a process. Um, if you feel like God is calling you to this, prepare for the process. Um, one thing that I really feel like was from the Lord, I got a piece of advice one time and it was like, don't say no in the vein that you feel like God is calling you. Um, don't say no, or really, really pray about the no. A lot of us pray about the yes, but I think in this situation, you really, really need to pray about the no, like, like clearly God can tell you not to do something, but if you want to build a career, listen, God is about stewardship. What are you going to do with the two talents, the one talent, the five talents that God gives you? Are you going to steward them or are you going to hope that you go viral and get speaking engagements that way? God is not about going viral. He is about stewardship. So Tasha, if someone asks you to speak at a small group of three people, I would say yes. If someone asks you to speak or open in prayer at like your church service or something like that, I would say yes. Every time you steward small opportunities, well, they give way to bigger opportunities. Okay. This is not, this is very counterculture. This is not what the culture is preaching at us today. But Tasha, that's what I've done. I've said yes. And even today, I'll speak to three people, I just the same as I'll speak to thousands. Um, but understand steward the, yes, this is what's happening, Tasha, in our culture today. Our pride is bigger than our opportunity. Okay. We get the opportunity to speak to a small group or to speak to, uh, or, or maybe to pray at the opening of service. And we say no, because we think that we should be speaking to bigger crowds. That's pride. Okay. I wouldn't hire someone that's like, no, that opportunity is too small. Um, don't let your pride be greater than your opportunity and understand that God works in stewardship and, and every small yes gives way to a greater yes. Um, there is no way I could stand up and speak to thousands if I never spoke to hundreds. And I, there's no way I could speak to hundreds if I hadn't spoke to ones and tens, okay? So know that every step in your process towards this goal is God preparing you for greater things. And I mean, I can't say this enough. Don't let your pride be bigger than your opportunity. I love that question because I feel like a lot of people have that question. That's a good one. Thank you for asking Tasha. Yes, Tasha. Thank um, you. We
2: have another question that we don't have a name for, but we have been asked. Um, they ask, I've just left my church that I've been attending for a while now, and I'm now looking for a new one. How do I find the right church the right way?
1: I feel like Cassie, this is kind of where a lot of people are. Um, pre Corona. And I think I've talked about this on the podcast and I I definitely talked about this and, um, to several other people, um, maybe a church that was meeting your spiritual needs pre Corona, you are seeing, okay, I, I need more. I need something different. I'm looking for, um, maybe more discipleship. I'm looking for a smaller place that I'll be known um, I'm looking for maybe even different leadership or different preaching style or something like that, whatever that is. Um, that is okay. I have had the really privilege in the last year. Um, once once churches started opening up in the DFW area, my husband and I started going to all different types of churches. I mean all different types of churches. and um, we we traveled around because I wanted to see what was in the Metroplex. Now, we live in an area, Cassie, that is saturated with incredible churches. So it was like one church was was just as good as the next, but different. I would, if this is you and you find yourself, um, maybe you're hurt by the church, Maybe you're wanting something different from from the church that you were in pre-corona. Maybe you're just unchurched and maybe you're just disenfranchised with the church. Don't leave church completely. The Bible tells us, do not forsake the assemblings of yourself together. Go take your time. Travel around. Go to different churches. And when you're sitting there in the pew, ask the spirit of God to reveal to you, is this a place that I need to plant? Whatever that is, do what he says. Okay. Because what has happened is we we were told not to go to church and our churches were closed for a long time. And then they started opening up and, and we would go and we would think, oh, this is not really what I need so you so a lot of people left the church period that is i do not think that god is pro that okay his word tells us otherwise so go find a place take your time uh put your kids in the children's ministry have them check it out listen to what your kids are saying do they like church are they enjoying the kids ministry church should meet all of our needs not just one person in the family okay Take your time, but do get back into church because you, you, until you go back, you don't even realize how much life in the congregation of the Spirit of God is deposited in your spirit when you are actually in the physical building. Is church a building? No. But it is a place to assemble, and um, we need to understand that where two or three are gathered there, the Lord is right in the midst of them, and you can feel his presence so greatly at church. That was a really hefty answer. I feel like a lot of people
2: needed that that answer right there.
1: I feel like so many people, Cassie, just real talk, are—I was having a conversation with one of my pastor friends the other day, and— they're not unchurched people. They're actually churched people, but they're just like, like detached churched people. Do you know? They're like, they're not wanting to plug in for multiple reasons. Um, And I, I really feel like that is like, like, don't detach yourself completely. Get back into the body. You have no, first of all, the body needs you. The body of Christ needs you to be engaged. Um, but let me encourage you to push through that and to find a place that fits your family. Um, so you can be ministered to, it's a, it's a, it's a big deal. It's a very, very big deal. Yeah. This is a big one. I mean, we talked about that. I think yesterday, how so
2: many Christians, Christians are Mm -hmm. detached from church.
1: they're not unchurched because for a while it was like church people and unchurched people. Now there's churched people that have physically detached themselves from the church because of whatever reason that they have. And we need to reattach because, I mean, there is people just don't realize what they're missing by not attending. And I know it's awkward. I mean, my husband and I, we've been in church our whole lives. We've gone to the same church um, for years and years and years. But last last year, we we have a different calling on our life. And so we felt like I want to see what's out there. It is uncomfortable to walk into a church and not know anybody. It is uncomfortable. But, you know, not everything in life has to be comfortable initially. You need to push past that discomfort and um, look a little deeper than your feelings. Is this going to meet my spiritual need? Can I push past this discomfort? And is God calling me to this place? Absolutely. That was a, could do a whole show on that one. That was,
2: we should too. Don't you think? we should a good one we'll put that on the list let's put that detached christians i think that's a great detached christians yeah that's a super great good. topic okay yeah um but moving on we've got so many other good questions here these next few questions are about marriage um because i know you and eddie are about to celebrate your anniversary right 17
1: years girly girl 17 years
2: 17 what in years. the world so we've got that. some questions about uh how you made it 17 years um <laughs> first of all Um, we don't have a name for this one, but she asks, how do you make it a priority to date one another with everything you have going on in your life? I have kids and I don't have anyone to watch my kids.
1: Um, this is great. I would say, don't give yourself an excuse that that is an excuse that we can use. And honestly, it's excuse. It's an excuse that Satan wants us to use not to have intimate uh times with our spouses okay um You can always get around this. I don't know who this person is, but God bless you. I understand it is very difficult when you don't have someone to watch your kids. But listen, my husband and I did this for a long time, especially when our kids were really, really little, especially when our adopted babies were little, because we didn't feel like we could leave them uh, for several different uh, personal reasons for a while. Um, We would put them to bed. We would put our older kids to bed, and then we would have a date at home. Whether that is outside on the back deck where we, you know, I'd like Diet Coke. I drink Diet Coke. Um, it's like a little treat for me. Whether he got me a cold Diet Coke and he drank, he likes Coke Zero, a Coke Zero. And we just sat out there for an hour and talked and swang in my swing, swang in my swing, sw- Yes, we're going sure. to go with swang because, you know, I don't know. Um, but But we took time to be together. A lot of times we would go on a walk um just the two of us uh so we could get could detach ourselves from our children and we could actually have a conversation. Even still today, if we can't go on a date uh, during a week, we'll put our older kids to bed because there are so many people in and out of our house on a daily basis. We can't talk about important things when people are around. Um, so we will put our kids kids to bed early. We'll have our older kids go upstairs and you know watch a movie or something like that in their rooms, and we will have time alone together. So um, there are are ways around it. There are um, ways where you guys can be alone and you guys can listen to one another and whatever. You just have to be strategic. Don't give in to that excuse. There's no one to watch my kids. It's great to go out on a date. We love that. Okay. And we do do that. Um, but sometimes it's just not possible in uh, today's day and age. So Um, don't make that an excuse and get creative and get um, very strategic with how you spend time together. And anything can be a date, a pizza delivered at nine 30. I would consider a date if you guys are alone. That's so
2: cute. I love that pizza at nine 30. Everyone do that. pizza at nine
1: (laughs) 30. Hey, you got to get creative. Kids are crazy. They're everywhere. They are everywhere. You literally
2: have kids everywhere. And so. all
1: the time. And there's like, sometimes I look around the room and I'm like, I cannot hear myself think. And so sometimes I mean, look
2: around the room, and they're not even your kids. I'm like, there's more kids than I know. Than there's aren't your kids.
1: There are so many kids all the time at our house. My husband does this one thing for me. Um, sometimes he'll go, I really like Dairy Queen blizzards. I just think they're like manna from heaven. They're delicious. Like, I love them. Um, and there's a Dairy Queen really close to our house. And sometimes he'll go like literally at like 930 at night right before they're closing. And I like extra M&Ms and extra cookie dough in my blizzard. And so he'll come home with the blizzard that is so full of cookie dough and M&Ms that it makes me sick to my stomach because I eat all of it. <laughs> So it's even little things like that, but it's like, it doesn't have to be fancy. You don't have to go to a steakhouse. You just need time alone where you are listening to each other and you're meeting each other's needs. That's a good one. That's really good. Who doesn't um, love a blizzard from Dairy Queen? Who That's doesn't? I love blizzards. Who I love doesn't? it. Who doesn't? Yeah, me too.
2: Um. Okay. This is a good one. I know we're running out of time here, So, but this is a good one. Um. This is like two in one. So this one says, I'm newly engaged, and should me and my fiance do devotions together? How do we move forward in our relationship while pursuing God? Um, The second half of that question is, how do you keep God the
1: main focus in your marriage? Um, Well, okay. Tell me the first one again so I can go over that one first. Uh,
2: well, she's asking, should her she and her fiance do devotions together?
1: I mean, yeah, why not? I mean, you know, I think when Eddie and I started dating, we did pray together and we did devotions together because that's what we thought we needed. Um, I think as you mature in your relationship and you add a couple kids to your to your family, it's kind of like this is not very practical every day at nine eight not, uh nine p.m. or Um, you know, 7.30 a.m. to sit down and do a Bible study together. I mean, it's great. Some people do it and they rock it out and more power to them. I'm telling you in my stage of life, it ain't Practical, okay. We we just we just can't physically do that. Um, so it's a good way to start. It's a good way to make Jesus the center of your relationship. But understand, you're going to have to probably be flexible and fluid throughout your relationship when it comes to, uh, when it comes to that. So sure, start go through a book together, no problem. Uh, but also, don't feel like you're a failure if um, your life gets away from you and you like you can't do it anymore. Okay, you can pursue the Lord individually and your relationship be just as centered on Christ uh, than if you're doing a Bible study together. So um, I think a lot of uh, that a lot of people get caught in this legalistic trap that I have to do this with my husband because my parents did it or my grandparents did it or whatever it is. Um, I tend to go t- more towards the other side. I feel like each party needs their own independent walk with Christ. And I have a lot of reasons for that. Um, what happens if your husband has a bad year, you know, the wife really supports her husband because their husband will have a bad year. Or if you have a bad year, uh, your husband can support you. And, um, there's a lot of give and take. There's a team approach uh, to a marriage. So I, my husband and I have two independent walks with Christ that, I mean, just before uh, we recorded this podcast, we had a 45 minute conversation about the Lord and what we feel like the Lord is telling. Um, I, I called him into our bedroom and said, I feel like God is telling me this for our immediate future. And he came in and listened to what I said and said, You know what? God is telling me the exact same thing. So the spirit of God is the same in both of you. Don't be intimidated and think you have to go through the same thing. The spirit of God is big enough, is intelligent enough, is wise enough to speak the same things to both of you as you have conversations about the Lord and they intersect. So um, don't be legalistic. It's a great way to start, but understand, give yourself grace and never forsake your own independent walk with christ
2: that was good that's a one-liner right there um
1: <laughs> this good stuff um my favorite answer to when i answer my favorite thing is when you're like that's a good one that's it is really i love it it's, you're so encouraging it Cassandra. really is that's why i'm
2: i'm like i'm just waiting for it it's like easter eggs they just come out of nowhere it's wonderful Easter eggs, um,
1: I rather than a smarty, it is. Get yes, an answer.
2: I would love it. It was just, it's like a piece of candy. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, I think you answered it, but the last part of that is how hmm. do you prioritize and keep Christ in the center of your marriage?
1: You just, I mean, who else is going to keep you together? Listen, my husband and I, 17 years, it is so naive to think that we have never had a problem. Uh, we do. We argue, we disagree a lot, um, and, but we also agree a lot, too um god wins our arguments listen i prayed like crazy about eddie um and i was asking god if he's the one that god has set aside for my life he was doing the same thing for me god is what put us together god is what united us under his covenant um and god is the one that is going to hold us together and keep us together God is about marriage. He is very pro-marriage. Um, and so uh, it is very, very important. And, and Eddie and I are both in, in 100% agreement on this. Um, we are unified under Christ. Christ is the one that wins our arguments. The word is where we go for wisdom. And to understand this, that the Bible is, from bl- is your blueprint from dating to death on how to have any sort of relationship. So a, a romantic relationship. So go to the wisdom of the word and it will steer you in the right way.
2: Okay, that was a good one. That's a good way to close here. So um, okay. those are all the questions I have, but uh, I will add... If you guys like what you're hearing, you like these Q and A's, you like these messages, please subscribe to the podcast. We love it. Subscribe so you can know when um, another
1: episode comes out. So, and let me just publicly say, Cassie does a lot that you guys don't know or that you don't see. And I just want to say on behalf of everyone, Cassie, thank you so much for your work with the ministry. Um, A lot of people don't see you're one of those. Well, sometimes they see you. But uh, no one knows everything that you do. And I just want to say we love you so much. And we thank you for your work and your sacrifice and your loyalty um, to spiritually challenging the way people think. It's pretty amazing. We love you, Cassandra. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. (laughs) You're welcome. And hey, guess what? I will be back next week with a totally fresh edition of the Autumn Mile Show. Love y'all.
0: Thanks for listening to this edition of The Autumn Miles Show. To find out more, go to autumnmiles.com. There, you can book Autumn for your next speaking engagement. Her inspiring message will be sure to engage and touch the heart of your audience at your next conference, church event, or business function. While you're online, you can find out how to order Autumn's latest book, Gangster Prayer. Our prayer is that this book will lead you to an intentional and passionate prayer life that is in sync with the heart of God. Go to autumnmiles.com to order your copy today. As we close, remember that you can follow Autumn on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Be sure to join us next time for another edition of the Autumn Miles Show.